welcome to the Guitar Omni Podcast. I'm Carl Woolwind of Columbus Classical Guitar. Each episode, we'll chat with a featured guest from the classical guitar world. Candid conversations, unique experiences, and career observations from the people who best know the guitar. This is your master class in life and the guitar. For more information and past episodes, please visit columbusclassicalguitar.com or see Carl Woolwind Guitarist on Facebook. And we're here with Jason Vio. Hi, Jason. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. How are you doing? I'm great. Jason is an international concert guitarist and recording artist. Um, if, if, if I may be so, uh, I don't know, so fanboy-ish, I would, I would like to, to say that he is the leading guitarist of his generation, which is kind of also my generation. And um, I, uh, I was, I've always considered it a great honor and just an amazing uh, twist of fate that, that brought me into contact with him early off in my career. Um, he's a recording artist. He is the guitar teacher at the Cleveland Institute of Music, where he is also a graduate, um, and that's where I met him. And he has the distinction and honor of being one of the guitar teachers at the Curtis Institute in Philadelphia, which is a very, very special place. Beyond that, um, he you can take lessons with him online at ArtistWorks. He's got the Jason Vio channel at ArtistWorks, and we should talk a little bit about that as well. So, Jason, um, I listened to the... The Matheny recording this week, my God, man, that is that's that's some good stuff. Oh yeah. So, so we we, we got to talk about this. So what what we're talking about is, uh, so Pat Pat Matheny, which is somebody that you've known for quite a while now. Oh, I would say yeah, we've been we've known each other now probably about probably sixteen, fifteen, fifteen, yeah. sixteen years around that time. That's that's just amazing, and it you know it's like as 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 with many of us. Of, of a similar age, I'm, I'm sure that, uh, you know, you knew who Pat was before you met him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, no, he's uh, like, uh, I mean, I have a lot, an awful lot of musical heroes and people that have influenced me, but he's pretty, he was pretty much up there. And I didn't really discover him until relatively late when I was in college, actually, through actually sure. hanging out with you guys, you and Ken, when we were at oh school gosh. together at Cleveland Institute of Music. I would have been, I think I would have been a, a junior the first time I actually heard his music. Really? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. Other than the, the VH1 videos, which didn't right. make much, no. or didn't leave much <laughs> of an impression on me because those were different kind of records. And and there was a kind of a prevailing uh, wind of certain uh, kind of, you know, records and production that you know, in, in, in jazz at the time. And so I had no idea that he did all this other stuff. And then when I heard the other stuff, I was like, wow, this guy, you know, it was really, right. you know. it's mind blowing. Yeah. yeah. And, and you had done, I know you, you had done some arranging of, yeah. of some of his stuff and you recorded some of that. If yes. I remember correctly. Um, is that, now is that how you first had direct contact with him? Was through... it was it was kind of through that record and okay. through a, through a, a mutual presenter and, uh, and it was University of Richmond and um, oh, Kathy, cool. Kathy Panoff. I was I think I had played there twice. I had, I played there I think in 02 or 03 with the Shanghai. No, no, I guess it was the first. I can't remember which one came first. I did a solo recital there. And and I also did a joint 
uh, like a collaborative recital with uh, the Shanghai String Quartet, who was okay. and who was like in residence at University of Richmond there. Okay, that. right, right. And it's a big series that had a lot of different disciplines, and um, so we were at dinner with Kathy, and she said, and she was, I don't know, we were just you know chatting about our. Uh, what we all do and everything in the music business. And she was saying, yeah, I mean, I'm really fortunate because I've got this, you know, really huge endowment to be able to bring people like Pat Metheny. And I was like, and of course I was like, you're bringing in Pat Metheny? I could, I was sort of hard <laughs> I'm to on the really... same series as Pat Metheny? <laughs> yeah. I was, I was like, wait, what do you, I mean, what do you mean? What do you mean? Like, you know, I, cause I, I, and she's like, yeah, I'm bringing in the trio. And I knew immediately what she was talking oh, about. Christian yeah. McBride and um, sure. Antonio Sanchez. That, Amazing. Uh, they made a couple things after that tour called Day Trip, a couple of records and, that they put out. And and so I was like, oh, yeah. And I was I you know, I was, I was oh, he's like, you know, I, I, it was, I was just sort of, I must, I was probably like gushing about it. I think the guys in Shanghai Quartet were just kind of just sort of listening and staring or maybe or what, or they, they don't even, you know, they didn't, you know, like a lot of classical musicians, like a lot of, don't really even know like who he is. They may have heard the name or and that kind right. of thing. So, um, and she's like, well, yeah, well, if you can get here in Richmond, I'll, um, uh, I'll I'll give you a ticket to the concert. I'll 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 let you I'll introduce you to him. And you're uh, like, let me think about that for a second. Okay. Yeah. I was like, yeah, well, and I did. I drove down because she said because I oh that's what I was telling her. I was saying like, well, we're making this record. Uh, I I've been doing you know I've got a whole record basically in the can of these arrangements or either we were. Oh, that's right. You did that, that. That record is all Matheny, isn't it? It's all Matheny. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That, that was going to be the next solo record. We had already right. basically either recorded it or in, in stages of recording it, right. which by right, that point right. we, had to, we had to do things in stages because of my traveling. Okay. And, um, and it was like a kind of thing where I, I thought at that point, it immediately occurred to me that it would be an opportunity to get his blessing on it if I met him. Sure. I could tell him yeah. about it. And well, the timing is really fantastic. With intent, for yeah. Really with the intent that, again, I was such a fan. I knew already in the early, even the early days of the internet, I would go, I would look at the website and look at the blog, you know, the, whatever the chat rooms and stuff like that. Sure. In those days. And, and so I had already known that he was, that the word on the street was that he was not real into like tribute records. So I right. thought, well, I'll, if I can get, if he'll listen to this master, and says he doesn't, he's not really into it, then we'll shelve it. Okay. And then, but then if he likes it, then this is great. And right. we've got his blessing. And it's like, I, you know, you're like your conscience is, sure. is oh, like yeah. free and you can right. put it out and not worry about whether or not he's going to hate it, you know? Well, I wonder so, too, I mean, like, you know, calling it a, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's, you can call it a tribute record, but like, I think, I think making the jump from, you know, you weren't doing like a, like a jazz combo you know, these are my takes on, on Pat Metheny's tunes. Yeah, no. these, this is like an arrangement thing, like taking it into, and I, you know, the suite is, is a really interesting idea too. It's cause it's a new, it's a new concept on, on his music. Yeah. Taking you five know. disparate tunes and kind right. of making them into a Baroque suite. So yeah, right. I, I was, I so wasn't I think that, thinking that it jump is. probably takes it, takes it to another level. And I'm sure, yeah. you know, I wasn't thinking of it as a tribute record at all. It was right. like another composer to me. Like it was sure, to me, sure. I mean, I always just kind of thought of him as a composer. I mean, yeah, yes, yeah. there's, 
there's the image of him that that you know a lot of his fans of course know the striped t-shirt and the hair and the, <laughs> and the you know the, the thousands of shows and the the yeah. 20 grammys and all this kind of thing but to oh me God. like like it was like my my musician part of me was just like it was like a it was like a music of a of a contemporary composer to me right so, right so that was a way to just sort of like and and uh, and it was actually the the record was Bruce Egri and Alan Bice's sure. idea. They approached me. Oh my gosh! Because I was uh, playing the stuff like I was playing the stuff as like encores and, and okay. And I think Alan had somehow known that I I must have told him or whatever. I was like, oh yeah, yeah. like I've got like twenty of these. I had way more than what was on the record. I had like <laughs> that's could have made two records of it. Yeah. And yeah, so. and you were never thinking oh, I'm not going to make a record. You know, you were just oh, oh no, I wasn't even I like these just, arrangements and I'm uh, uh, playing for encores and stuff. Yeah. No, did you I ever play them? All, did you ever I play them in programs? All the time, you know, they get the it was it, it was it was really they were just for my enjoyment. Like there was no goal or amazing. Like, I or love that. I love that. That is that's this. I mean, that's that's the stuff. You know, I, I'd probably be a lot more famous and 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 quote unquote successful if I was <laughs> if I was more my if I was just more minded that way. Like, oh well, this will be a great idea. This will be a great project. I never. I almost never think of things like that. Well, I think I think it's worked out okay for you. <laughs> but you know, I, I I love that that idea of just. You know, being in the flow, you're doing something just because you love it or just because you have a very strong or deep interest in it. Yeah. And, and you know, the energy that we imbue a project like that with, you know, sometimes it comes out on the other side producing results that we could never have intended in the first place. Like, yeah. there's, there's, I mean... You know, when when you sat down to do your first arrangement of this stuff, you're just doing it for fun, right? And oh yeah, kept doing them, so I used kept to play them at background and, music gigs, right? Yeah, you know, post BFA, right. yeah. And, you know, and I think I think that's that's really I, I I love that. There's something magical about that, and and I think a lot of times those those end up being the projects that are that are like the most fulfilling and 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 most rewarding. Is and there's no way you could have planned for that. There's no way that like. You know, you, you could have sat down 20 years ago and said, I'm going to do these Matheny arrangements and then like, and he'll, he'll write some pieces for me. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that was, that was never. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm also never, like, I'm really, there's a part of me that's somewhat envious about like really, you know, go-getter uh, types of people in the music business that they actually just go and they, they just try to talk to these people and try to ask them and that kind of thing. And I, and I've, on on goading from publicists or or management and this kind of thing, I've definitely you know done that just because it in in those because there was a good reason that or there was a good chance it would work out there there was a mutually shared project or something right, like that. right. but it's well, really I think there's, not, there's, there's it's really there's not a in fine my nature line. to do that. There's I think there's a fine line you know you don't want to pester people right. but on the other hand I think you know the business is is largely built on networking and personal relationships so you know it. it I think it's beneficial for us to talk to people, you know. Yeah, that's, but it always it, for me it would always come naturally. For me, I was always I was accustomed to it coming any project coming naturally out of just right. hanging, or right. playing or playing with people, and then you approach them like, hey, it's almost like yeah. you're playing with people. It's like the Escher Quartet. It's like yeah. we were just kind of like, oh, you know, oh, well, we should play together more, and it was it was that was it. That was all that was said about it. And then it, I mean, it's literally or Sasha Cook or something like that. You know, we would play at Lincoln Center put together we would be put together by chair music society lincoln center right. and then uh 
and then and it's usually has got to come from the other person. Anna Kiko Myers, the same thing. Sure. Like, oh, we should play together again, or like you, you know, you're in a situation. <laughs> oh, yeah. Why do we? Why right. do we do something like you know? Anna, Anne was like, why don't we put a program together? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and then it's like and then it's like it becomes a record then it's like why don't we do a record together sure yes okay yeah i mean it's I, amazing I it's amazing yeah i'm not i'm not the kind of person that's gonna like kind of go hey you know you may or may not know me but i'm <laughs> <laughs> carl Wolwin called me the leading guitarist of my generation yeah. <laughs> uh, you can you can use that in your materials if you want to i'll, I'll, I'll let you do that <laughs> Okay, so you did you did the you did the record, yeah. And, and so I met. So that's what the, the continue that just briefly yeah. that story. I met Pat then at okay. the same hall, you know, thing there. They played the gig and and you had, had and you, you finished was, the record by then or like you'd done? Yeah, the, I'd already. Okay. We were. I think about that. It wasn't out. This is like now six months later, and then we had okay. already recorded it, and so. I brought a couple CDs with me and uh, at the thing to meet him. But the thing is, he's so disarming. It was like me and an NPR reporter. We were the only people downstairs to, to meet, uh, him and and, uh, and Koki Roberts. Yeah, it was like, you know, and it was like, and he um, and he's just very you know real down to earth. So he, and I think the presenter had said or prepared him or said, you, uh, "I'm going to introduce you to Jason Vio. He was on our series as a classical guitarist." Okay. So he was really gracious about it. Like he was really like, "Oh, you know, I've heard so much about you." And, and wow, blah, 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 and the, the, like meaning like from the presenter. I don't know. Right. That he's ever heard of it. <laughs> you know, he was just trying to make it. He was probably just trying to make it sound like, "Oh, like, uh, like yeah. I'll throw this guy a bone or whatever." <laughs> and um, so I brought like the, I think I bought uh, no Bach wasn't out by that time. The Bach record, uh, the Albanese and like. Mm-hmm. Um, like the first Naxos things. I didn't have a lot of solo titles out at that time. Um, back in that, you know, this would have been 2004. And he's like, oh, I can't wait to listen to these. Which again, I thought, like, oh, <laughs> yeah, he's just everybody. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And literally two weeks later, two weeks later, he got my email from Kathy, uh, the presenter, and email. He's like, ah, these are just unbelievable. And I'm so happy. You know, he's like, I'm glad to have met you and blah, blah, blah. And, oh. and yes, and yes, by the way, I'd love to hear what you've done with my stuff. So that was great because then we could send him the the master. And when he heard the master, he was, he was like, this is, you know, this is wonderful what you've done with with my music and that kind of thing. That must have felt great. Oh my God. He wrote like a, almost kind of like a few uh, short paragraphs, which we kind of had in the, in the liner notes as a forward. So, so that was the beginning of it. And then, and then we were kind of like these uh, email pen pals, basically. He would, he would like tell me when he was coming to the Cleveland area to perform and so then I, I would tell him, like, when I was in New York area, and he would come to almost everything that I did in the tri-state area. Like he Amazing. Would, he went to, like, he, I mean, his kids were really small then. He went to, like, a, a Rodrigo, a Concerto de Arnois performance I had in, um, in, in Connecticut. It's that town where a lot of the corporate, it's the, the things, things are headquartered. It's, um, I can't remember the name of the town now. It starts with an S. So he like he took the train. He, he took his family, like his wife and two kids. Like they took the train out there to come see the whole it. family. It's a kind Amazing. of a hike, and, and he'd see me uh, do chamber music gigs and solo. He so he went to the ninety second Street Y solo recital. So like wow. it was so that that's I mean over ten years he invited me to his place and this kind of thing. He wanted me to give him like a like a 
like a classical guitar lesson type of thing for the right hand and on counterpoint and what counterpoint exercises to work on because wow. he's working because he was working with Brad Meldow at the time and he wanted to be able to do, he was exploring being able to improvise like in contrary motion, the way that, oh my that gosh, Brad right. Meldow does so well on the piano. So I was giving him just, you know, some different thing. I, and I was joking around. I was like, well, here's I'll the give Giuliani you, 120 you, exercises yeah, for the right hand. I'll give you a, a classical <laughs> guitar lesson. If uh, you give me a lesson on improvisation, which he kind of did. I mean, he basically, oh gave, it was like, it was like a, it was like a, you know, so that was the first hang was like that. It was like a kind of like a, uh, basically a session on, on, on guitar kind of stuff. And, and he, you know, he gave me a lot of great things, uh, just a f real few gems about that. I hadn't really considered about improvising, huh. uh, which I never, I obviously never really <laughs> gotten into really, uh, except with Julian Lebro, uh, who I've right. done a couple yeah. records with. I've never really gotten to dig deep into that kind of thing. I've, um, cool. but yeah, so that, you know, that, that was, and then the piece came about the so again, over these 10 or so years, you know, one time, like, he, for example, he would write, he would just, he'd not write for like, and I wouldn't, and I wouldn't bother him. I wouldn't be like, Hey man, how's it going? So like, you know, every, uh, so like he would write like every four or five, six months about something. Hey, how's it going? We would just basically, you know, chat about our family, you know, family. I had met Irene by that point and he, and we were having kids and got married and stuff. And he was like, He's like, you know, sometimes I'm gonna write a solo piece for you. Like you just uh, just set it as an idea. He's like, I don't know when or if it would happen, right. but it might just show up in the it might just show up in the mail. I don't know. Right. Like if I like, and I when, like, what, about when was that? Was that was that recently? That was like or was that several years, years ago. It was like eight to oh ten years ago. Yeah, amazing. So so I thought, oh well, that would be great. But again, I'm not gonna I'm not the of kind course. of person that's gonna pester him about it. So I just kind of let it go. And then 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 Los Angeles Guitar Quartet commissioned him to write a piece. Oh, okay. And he told me about that this was happening. And would I be this kind of I don't want to say intermediary, but like kind of like CC'd on a lot of some things and be able to kind of talk to Bill. Because uh, Bill and I have known each other for, yeah. for you know, many years and this kind of thing, and and Bill actually also wanted to talk with me because he's like, well, you're, you know, you, you know, you guys are kind of, you guys are friends and stuff, and and so so I didn't, uh, you know, I I think I would just was like an ear or something like that, right, for, for Bill and for Pat on sure. the quartet the creation. Sure. So I thought actually even at the just time I'm a liaison kind of thing, yeah. Yeah, and I thought I thought at that time I thought, well, there goes my piece out the window. He's already now he's going to write this guitar quartet, and now I lost my chance, and I should have I should have pestered him about writing a solo piece. Oh, how funny! <laughs> I, was really, I was really like, oh great. There's they took my, my piece. Yeah, there's my inaction again, or my you know my oh, shyness, right? Come back to me. So. So, so that's, that's the thing. That piece was going to be like 10, 15 minutes. And then he, then he wrote again later. He's like, Oh, I don't know. He's like, it's, it's getting really, really long and I can't control it. It's going to be like a half an hour piece. He said, but he said, here's the thing. I've got it. He's like, this is going to be an album. He just said, he was like, this is going to be an album and I'm going to write you a piece and then I'll do something. I haven't, I don't know what yet, but I'll do something. And there you go, Carl. That's our album. That's what Fantastic. it was. That was like oh three, that was like three, four years ago. Was it really? 
Yeah, yeah, no. Oh he had my whole, gosh. Yeah. Well, as getting to know him, it's like I realized that he has like three or four projects kind of already in germination stage. Yeah, like I saw, times. yeah, like yeah. at his at his place in in New York, I saw the very beginning of the solenoid technology thing for orchestrion on a block of wood. It was literally. Like oh it was God. like a guitar block, a block of wood guitar with a solenoid <laughs> twiddler thing or whatever on it, like a thing wow. picking strings. He goes, he he holds it up and he's like, it, it was like the guy. It's like, it's kind of like, it's kind of like a what was that? The back of the Back to the Future, the science. Right. Of the kind, of like, kind of like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I don't know what this is gonna be, but it's going to be something. Right. And then three years later, it was Orchestrion. Like he would, he literally kind of comes up with the idea. And then he fills in, uh, he fills in the blanks. Once he's on that idea, like sure. it, it's going to happen. It's it's oh, very much great. like his. That's which is amazing to me because you know, I've, well, my yeah, attention well, spans that of a flea. So I'll have an idea and get started <laughs> on it, and then I'll forget about it, and it never gets done. You know, <laughs> so I, I guess that's you know that's that's part of his process. Then is this you know that whole early germination thing let it sit and and oh he was adamant it was like no this is it this is gonna this is what it's gonna be it's gonna be this record amazing that was it that was a long time ago and then i i got the was he was he working on the compositions that whole time or was it just kind of like he was thinking about it and then when he sat down to write it was just he wrote it i think that's what happened with my piece uh for sure like he said he goes wow it's just flying out it's like i once i once i sit down once i sat down to start it it's really coming and again mine was going to be just 10 minutes and it ended up being 20 and it ended up being multi it's tremendous it's it's oh it's so good it's so cool it's just such a it's a really great uh i i i I hope i play it like fifty thousand times you know and it's (laughs) no did 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 you did he ask was there any input while he was writing it did he ask you like you know, hey, is this a good idea, or can you know, like, no, like, no, not it was all really. Awful. I mean, no, no, yeah. it was like he did. There was one email where he said, "If I do this and I have you put your thumb over the neck or whatever, is that going to be a problem?" And I said, "Well, you'd have to write." He didn't have the exact. He didn't have what. Like he wouldn't send me snapshots or whatever, right. screenshots of like a score or anything. He just right, said, if right. I did this, is that going to be like a problem for you? Or I said, well, no. You know, I just say no. Just try it. We'll talk about it. Right, you know, right. if, it, if it is something I can't do, then we'll talk about it. And um, no, the whole thing was just done. And he goes, wow, it just happened really fast. But here it is. And really what you're hearing on the record is pretty much, aside from changes that were made in the studio during the recording of it, wow. Like, you know, he got to the way he was saying in the sessions, he goes, yeah, it's like I'm kind of learning about what the piece is supposed to do as we're as you're playing it for me. And as we're oh, recording it, as we're, as we're right. tracking it. As he was hearing it come to life, you know. Yeah, then it's kind of like, oh, well, wait, maybe we should take, can you make this da 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 go a little longer, but don't count it. And then I'll I'll notate, you know, do it all different lengths. And so he would have me do like a bunch of different versions of like a lot of the measures. Like the first, the the really kind of, the really angular and aggressive first movement, you know, it's pretty close to what what it was, but then he would go and I'll wait. Let's uh, take you know take this out or whatever, and then now make now now uh, play the same play the same four bars, but I want like a crescendo from nothing from like 
you know, from silence to this, and then right, now, right. okay, now give me a couple takes where it goes the other way, or the, or there goes starts out flat. So he's kind of assembling like, the piece. In he's the assembling, yeah, and, he, yeah. and and so I was doing like I was getting two or three good takes of three, sometimes even four versions of a specific phrase. So that's okay. why. I, so and he. So had, did you know like when? When you heard the finished recording, did you know what it was going to be, or was it something that? No, I wouldn't have known because no, he oh, just assembled amazing. it. He assembled it and then sent it to me like a rough right. mix before right, right, right. before adding reverb or, or the studio yeah. stuff. But that's, I mean, but I was, I was basically in the studio for three days. I would say a total of he used every minute of the twenty eight hours he booked or, or whatever it was. It was mm. twenty eight. I was there for eight hours. We had like eight or nine mm. hours a day. And he used every minute of it. Yeah. In a way, it was disorienting for me because I'm not used to a 20 minute 20 minutes of music on a classical session usually takes about maybe, um, oh, I don't know, like five to seven hours, maybe something around that. This is like 28 hours. Like so, I was getting this in the second 28 hours just for you, just just for the just for the solo piece. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because he was doing all these combinations and I and but I didn't I didn't in the second day like we were taking a break and I he went to the I think he he went to the bathroom or went out to make a phone call or something and so I was saying to the engineer I was like cuz you get when you're when you're in that kind of zone and you're yeah. playing it again and again and again oh, yeah. part of you is kind of like am I doing okay am I like you still getting lost right you kind of you you're not even you have to be so focused that you can't you got to let the producer Pat do his job I learned that from doing all so many records with Alan Bice like to right. not think about where I am yep. in the piece your job's to play right just play just be like almost yeah. kind of like your job is just to to mm-hmm. play takes and, yep. that, you know, and that's it. And so I got, was getting kind of lost. And I asked the engineer at one point on a break, I was like, am I, you know, am I doing all right? Is everything going okay? He's like, oh yeah, you're doing, he's like, you're doing great. He's like, where did you record? He's like you're, you're doing, you're giving us, you're, he, he's asking for lots of different versions or whatever and you keep giving them to you keep giving them to him so he's asking for more right <laughs> he goes like this that's, is how we that's make really cool though yeah he's that's, like this is how we make all our records they love they would basically sit through for three days or yeah. more and go through all of this tape and li- literally assemble a thing i guess yeah amazing that's so cool and i mean and what a what a cool creative way to approach a project like that too you know i mean that's it's it's this idea that you're using the studio as a creative tool, not just to capture some, you know, some a repetition of something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. You know, here we go. I'm gonna play this this piece ten times, and I'm gonna play it exactly the same way all ten times, and take the one that has the fewest mistakes. Right. Right. Yeah. He doesn't. That, yeah. There, there, there's no creativity in that. You know. Yeah, yeah. And he's going. He's that's going, very he, cool. He said, he's like, yeah, we make all our records that way. He's, you know, wow. So, where did you record? I don't remember the name of the studios. It, it's around the corner from uh, the Intercontinental Hotel in Midtown, like 44th. Okay, okay. And um, it's and where... does he make all his records there? Well, he's... No, I don't I don't think so. I, well, he makes okay. like his solo, like small things like that. Like a okay. solo... He probably makes a solo guitar recording there maybe, right. I guess. He likes... He's used it a lot before. Yeah. And he... Because um, you know these guys, like they'll like they'll use the desk... Right, you know, they'll, they'll book studio time just to use the equipment, sure. or not right, even to record. Right. So he, that's 
that's a it's a studio that where Steve Reich did most of his. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh cool. And it's not you know it's just I, it really doesn't look like much. I mean it's just right. kind of a, kind of an old studio with a glass separating that and the control room and the control room is like really cramped and has this massive desk in it and uh, and an old <laughs> you know beat up leather leather couch just like perfect you, know, just like you see in all the. Yeah, you know, documentaries and stuff. Yeah. That's <laughs> perfect. That's Rock so band. cool. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and when fun. did you? When when was the recording? When did you? When did you do the track? We recorded it. Okay, he sent me the score in September of 2018. Okay. We met. He's he he uh, said, "Hey, I see you're playing at Skidmore College, which is in uh, Saratoga Springs. Okay. I see you're okay. playing in there in November, and that is one of my son's top." choice schools like see wow. now but okay. at that point his son was graduating high school he's like so he said so we're going to meet you there we'll meet you there and then you and i can go over the piece a little bit and we'll go to your concert and this kind of thing so, so yeah I mean, that's why i'm saying he would show up at the Amazing. gigs all the time you know and, that's so and, cool so we went over the piece there then i got a sense of i basically got a sense after that session so like it was like an hour going through the piece yeah and then I knew what then. Then I basically had two months to to learn it, you know, to, to yeah. prepare it. Because then we recorded January uh, 2019, so just a couple. Okay. Like by from from the time I he sent it to me, I was on tour. It was like a four month period, you know. Between wow, that. very fast. I didn't have a lot of time to learn it. It was, right, right. and it's the first and third movements are two of the the most difficult things I've ever had to. Really? To oh my god, the third movement is wow. so incredibly difficult to play live yeah wow not, what what's difficult about it what, what it's what just really it dense and it has tons of shifting okay like it's just shifting it's all over the fingerboard all, yeah. every beat yeah. like in a lot of places and the ending wow. is the big build at the end of it is uh -huh. like yeah it's not idiomatic at all <laughs> for the instrument <laughs> meaning <laughs> like those notes exist on the guitar and that kind of thing when they're Pat, there. did you try to play this before you sent it to me <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was, I know I would have, in the session, I was kind of like, I, I was, I was, I would be like, what, okay, but the thing is, I can't, like, this is like a 10 position shift or whatever it right. is. I was like, I know I only have to get it once. <laughs> like for this, I said, but I don't, I'm not, I said, just so you know, I'm going to go, I'm going to go a string down and move, you know, down yeah. four frets for this. Yeah, he's okay. like, and he's like, he's like, oh. He's like, well, yeah. He's like, I, I can't play. I wrote it for you. He's like, and you just did it. He goes, you just did it, by the way. Like, you know, like even when I get it that one time, he's like, see, you did it. Yeah. <laughs> so he, I think well, he I, has, I read. I think he has the, a lot um, of confidence in me. I in, in the in the in, in an interview where he talked about it, um, I read that he uh, he said he likes to challenge when he writes a piece for somebody. He likes to challenge them. To maybe find things that they didn't even know they could do themselves, which I oh I, yeah, that's, that's definitely the case you know. here. Yeah, that's definitely the <laughs> case. Like, the, the, damn the it, man! Move. No, no, don't do that to me. <laughs> you know, was, no pressure yeah. or anything, right? You know, if that oh, if that was definitely one of the one of the goals, he, the mission yeah. accomplished. <laughs> now, are is, are they going to publish the? Yeah, the just not now. I'm glad you, you know what I'm glad you asked that question because I'm already getting. Well, I want to play it. I want to play. Yeah, that stuff, yeah. Man. It's, it's not. I think they're aiming for this. What? What? 
Well, they were gonna sh- they were gonna do it in December because they're gonna release a deluxe edition or something. Okay. Where it, where it was like in vinyl and CD version, and you got a score of both pieces of oh. like of the of the quintet wow. and parts and this. That's where my 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 grad student Andy Poxen is working on that. Okay. And so, I think the latest they want that to happen is December twenty twenty one. But okay. I, think I I just heard you know oh, through Andy. Not, you know through Andy that they're they're trying to push that date up now because the album did so well they weren't I think they're really pleasantly surprised by the sales actual sales of the record uh, was released on March 5th wow yeah fantastic so, so then they were I think something came down from BMG the record label that was yeah. like um oh yeah we got to get you know we want to get those scores out sooner now you know, that's they great. Were, maybe they weren't. A, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not in on that stuff, and right. I don't really want to be. So. And, and and Andy is he is he just doing like preparation of the score? Yeah, because he, again, like so much. Yeah, because he because Pat made his own scores. Like for example, from what I understand about the quartet is that he made the scores for the quartet, but then it changed a lot in the studio. Okay. Again, it changed that, significantly that, enough so that yeah, okay. Which I can understand because that happened a lot in my piece too. And right. so Andy's job was to not just take what I handed him, but then to compare that against what's actually coming out of the speakers, and he had to like basically transcribe, transcribe it from, yeah. from there. Then he could use my score with my fingerings on it right. to to cross reference sure. whatever was, was what did stay, and then I had to come over. Well, I would come over to his house. Um, and this is during the pandemic, so like with masks and everything, oh gosh, and distance, yeah. and passing the scores back and forth, and and like, well, what are you doing here? And then I go, oh, I can't remember. <laughs> I have to play it. Like once I once I got it in the can, I was like, I I, I was like, right. my, <laughs> my hands were throbbing. First of all, after the third day. <laughs> and so was 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 Pat like changing? Was he like writing? new scores while while you guys were recording or yeah what, he would what? just say well he would just he would just call it in from the the control right. room and just sure. take that take that bass out okay or or add or he would again he had enough I, somehow he kind of could tell that i could do this on the fly yeah with the second movement he'd say okay now give me a version where you do your you know you do like really good ghost notes like I, because right. like I said, like he really listens to the the, right. the stuff like uh, like like, and he had been to several solo recitals where he heard me play the Ellington and the and the Jobim too. Like the right, Jobim, right. I'm adding if you listen real close, like the Afelicidaje. Like I add mm-hmm. like little ghost notes, yeah. and I I tempered it for the recording. But when I'm on stage, I do like. I do it different every time. Sure. So I think he kind of knew that. He's like, okay, now take the second move, like do the second move. When you do the first kind of verse of it where the tune is in, do do a version where you do more bass notes and put some of your ghost notes and stuff here and there. Okay, and now do it again. Now do less. It was like that. So he would – that's why Andy had to notate what happened off the thing because there wasn't – you know, he had a basic score and then – and but what you hear on the record is is whatever he put together of what I did on, on that on those it, right. different takes, yeah. and which I would do again. I would do every and he encouraged like encouraged to do it that way every time. Or he'd say like, play the melody off the back. Like you like he you uh-huh. know he knew I could kind of play that off the because his feel is way off the back of the mm-hmm. beat, mm-hmm. especially on ballads, right? Right. So right. he would play a swung rhythm, but play it in a two two bracket 
you know, that type of thing. He's right. like, do the, uh-huh. do the two thing where this is really two, like what kind of two, but you swing it. And right. I knew exactly what he was talking about. Like, like, yeah. and so we get takes of that too. That's why it's not exactly yeah. like on what you're, what may even come out on the score. Cause there's some things <laughs> you can't really notate. Sure. Like, it's just sure. a ballad feel type. Well, thing. if so, anybody has has half a brain and wants to play those pieces, they'll certainly listen to the recording, right? Yeah, you got it. Yeah. How often? How often do you have the access to you know exactly what a composer is 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 thinking? And you know, I mean, you're 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 silly if you don't take advantage of those resources when you're studying something like that. I think. So, oh sure, yeah. yeah, especially with new yeah. new works and that kind right. of thing. So, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, yeah, when I like with the, so with the uh, Aaron J. Curtis, for example, that quintet, like being able to listen to David Tannenbaum's recording of that was yeah. like, you know, it's like super important to. Yeah, to, absolutely. Wow. So, uh, are 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 you going to do any any touring with the quartet or Pat on on this? They well, I they I don't have any obviously any dates because we're still right. in this kind of post uh, of pandemic course. thing yeah, people where are figuring all that out. Yeah. Schedule and then you reschedule and then you schedule again and then you reschedule again and, <laughs> and then you stay home <laughs> and then you stay home and then you and then oh oh and uh, oh wait we just uh, we've got to use our funding can you come out now like can you come out next week and play like like for no solo, audience solo recital <laughs> yeah like for nobody yeah for, we're gonna film it yeah no it's like all this crazy I mean good God it's, it's, it's so crazy but um so. Yeah, see, he's not going to be doing. I doubt very much he's going to be doing like what we have to do, what classical musicians have to do. Like he's gonna, but they, they're the word is that they very much want to do this. Like to actually oh, take the the whole so thing, cool. quartet, and myself yeah. and Pat, and do like, Why not? A, like a whole mean, that, road thing, Europe, right. Japan, like oh, the whole man. whole deal. Holy so shit. that would be great. I mean, of yeah, course, it would. That would be, that really would be fun. It, un- unbelievable. I mean, yeah, take pictures. Take lots of pictures. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I always do. <laughs> oh, you mean like with Pat? Eh? No, no. I just mean like, <laughs> like so, you, LA so, guys. You have, yeah. so you have memories. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no. no I've Amazing. Gotten, gotten, so I've gotten fun. really good at that over the years. The, yeah. the, the iPhone makes it a lot easier and all that. The phones. Yeah. Well, I just, you know, I, I, I just don't, when I travel, I don't t- trust the, that I'm going to remember things correctly, you know, so it's like I have to, oh, I have God, to document like a year, this. Yeah, there's like a 10 year period for me where if I didn't have the photos, I'm not really sure I would remember much. It's such a blur. I mean, you're just going from repertoire to repertoire, like yeah. week after week, like this, and then you throw this one down, then you put the, you put, you know, then you're getting this back up and then you're juggling like three or four hours at the same time over a two month period. And I, and that is what gets really disorienting. And then, then you're in a different city. And then, then like five years later, you're like, wait so, a second. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, play? And like someone will say like, Oh, I saw you in you know Knoxville or whatever. Yeah. I was like, oh, did, I, did I do a concerto there? Or did you see you? Like, oh, like I don't, sometimes I don't That's remember. That's in Tennessee, right? <laughs> yeah. It gets really disorienting. Have you ever had that experience where, somebody somebody comes up to you and and like they talk to you as if you know you know them they're th- oh yeah yeah and you don't remember them at all yeah like yeah that's it's <laughs> no that's never happened everybody oh, ever, really I, oh. I remember all of you yes, yes. <laughs> your, your, your well, spouse's names and everything yes 
<laughs> it's, not, it's not. It's. It's. I stopped feeling guilty about that after a while because it's just not. It's, it's not too much. It's too, it's too much. You've met too many. Again, people. it's mostly the repertoire. It's. It's mostly that thing of just playing seven, eight hours every year, right? Year after year of like, of of different repertoires for all the gig for all the gigs, and then you right. just it just you're in a zone at that point. Of course. And I didn't know what it was like to be out of that zone until the pandemic. That was a very strange. Now, that became a, its own incredibly disorienting kind of thing yeah. to not be in that rhythm. I had never not been in that rhythm. So have you been, I mean, long. I remember a number of years ago when, when you came down to play, play in Columbus. You did, you had played in Columbus before. I do, yes. I, you, I, mean, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I hope you remember, I hope you remember those. No, I'm, I'm kidding. But, you know, we we're talking and, and you had, it, it, this was a while ago. I mean, this is, this is probably at least a decade ago. And you had mentioned that that uh, you you had to learn nine hours of music. Oh, that year. That year, yeah. And I, yeah, and I, I think was, it was the I last. Was, I was completely blown away by that. First of all, I mean, I just, there was wow. a couple of years of nine where I hit the nine yeah. mark because I was keeping track. I was trying to oh, be yeah. re reflective enough, like yeah. some reflection time in in May, which was like the only time I really got back by then to go. Okay, and then when it hit the nine hour mark for me and then I was kind of like all right this is I've got to I have to start pushing back on this so you did like, you did make a conscious decision to, oh yeah yeah it was getting out of hand <laughs> because I didn't want it to I, I I could start to feel that I was over I was basically overworking sure. myself I'm not blaming anybody but myself for it I took the gigs you know so yeah, it's just yeah. that I could start to see a future where like I don't want this to affect the playing the performance quality of because and how for could me, it not eventually yeah always about the gig it's always about that that time with the audience on stage again yeah, another yeah. reason why the whole pandemic thing was so weird but yeah. um yeah so how how do you like I mean so you you, you were purposefully saying okay I, this is this has got to stop I'm going to limit limit this a little bit I mean did you did you approach that by limiting like, are you down to five or six now? Or, I mean, how do you... I think I've got a, I think I've got it down to six or seven. I think... Okay. But seven is, like, six or seven is, like, pretty... Like, that last season, I would say, was probably down to six or seven, which is a okay. huge yeah. difference. Like, sure. even... Like, five or six is a big difference from, like, seven to eight. It's a yeah. really... It's It really... And, and again, though... And now when we're saying like in Columbus, now I don't remember when the last time I was in performing Columbus was that. Were, I, were, were we in the kids phase yet? Already was I already? No, the no, kids thing. Kids. See that? Yeah. See when the kids thing happened, and you, your goal as a married couple is now to start to try for kids, and then they right. come. Then it's like then it's even it more everything. so. Of course. Yeah, then it's kind of like wow, you really feel sure the the pull. Like you're being pulled like in a lot of different directions, yeah. and if you're traveling. You're being so pulled in different you're directions there, before. You know, I mean, yeah, your travel schedule that makes it I, even more complicated. Yeah, I had the whole guilt kind of thing of being right. away, and as a, as a which I never expected. I didn't expect yeah. the, those feelings. I yeah. I thought I would just kind of oh see you later. I'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, it it's like almost that. like you care about your children, Jason. Yeah, it was really what weird. I know it's really weird. Yeah. <laughs> But then, yeah, yeah, then it really became like, okay, I'm not playing any more than than yeah. six, like about six. I think I've got it capped at six now. I, I, I know a lot of people who travel, you know, who do, have, do a lot of heavy travels, you know, such as such as you do, who have children. And 
very common experience is, is when they get home, they're on full-time dad duty. It's like, oh, okay, you know, oh, you know, like, so, oh, of course you, you've been gone for three weeks. Here you go. Oh, you're See ya. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, one parent has got to, yeah. you know, when there's it's a tag team, like yeah. two or more now we got two. Right. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they have, to, boy, those, these kids, man, they have a lot of energy. <laughs> it's, it's overwhelming sometimes. Yeah. When it, they're, I mean, uh, they're six and four now. So like it's, that's right. nice. Cause then you can kind of talk to them and you, it's actually easier to, to set boundaries and, and discipline. But yeah. when they're like two and four and yeah, one and three, like it's really a full, yeah. full constant day. supervision. Absolutely. Yeah. So how do you, how, like when you're home, um, how do you manage your time to practice? Oh, I think, let's see, Gabriel was born in 2014. It was yeah. like when I would come home, I think I slept probably, and I'm a sleeper. I'm not, yeah. see, I, I, I have a lot of colleagues. Well, I've, I know a lot of colleagues that are really, they, they function very highly on four hours of sleep. Yeah. I am not one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> like, but to, so so 2011 was Curtis, right? 2012 was the Artist Works School. 2013, we got married. 2014, Gabriel came along. I think like 2014, uh, before I really started setting, really made a, a big push to set more boundaries for myself. Like, I think it was, what I would do is I would, everybody would go to sleep and then I would practice. Uh -huh, like, sure. you know, so I'd be up until two in the morning, you, like you were just sacrificing trying to get your sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Just trying to get like a couple hours in or whatever. I grab, I got really good at grabbing like 20 minutes, you know, the, mm -hmm, the, mm -hmm. or, or, and or Irene would say like, Oh, I'll take, I'll take him to the park. Evangeline hadn't come along yet with Evangeline. We had, we moved into a house and, and that was, yeah, that was a real challenge. Cause you're just yeah. trying to find like even 10 minutes, like, right. where you, where you can. <laughs> and, and then my sister-in-law is like, well, why don't you guys come over and I'll make dinner. And then I would go down into their basement and, and practice and where they would just, you know, it was like a family right. visit. So I sure. can, so I can, I can get away. I bring my guitar and I go to, you know, stuff like that. Sure. You just have to Absolutely. get really creative yeah. to, because I, I really, I, yeah, I, I gotta have, I gotta play well. I'm just not, I'm not a happy person if I'm not, if I don't feel prepared, it's like the right. one I just don't feel very good. So yeah. yeah, makes sense. Absolutely. And when you're, when you're traveling, do you, do you just practice in hotel rooms and stuff? Yeah. Then yeah. I started to offload once kids came along, I started to offload actually more office work and I call it office work. Just sure. Daily, you mean. Yeah. deluge of emails and calls and, inter and interview kind of stuff. I would, I would, yeah, I'd sort of push big chunk, bigger chunks off of that off to the hotel and the practicing, a lot of the practicing. Right. And that worked, that worked really yeah. well actually, because then when I was home, I could actually be more present instead sure. of think instead of their obsessively thinking like, Oh, I've got to get the, you know, I've got to work on this, whatever right. this uh, premiere, this yeah. world premiere or whatever that it was. I was, I was already also doing like one or two, new you know, like world premieres a year by yeah. Vivian Fung or Dan Visconti, the Dan Visconti concerto or Jeff Beal or, you know, all these kind of things like this was happening every year now, like right. at the same time, the kids <laughs> were, were arriving. So like it was, it was getting, it was getting insane. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but we got them on, we got them on wax. We got them all down. 
<laughs> so we're we're uh we're we're gonna be out of time pretty soon here. So I wanna I wanna start moving and more moving towards wrapping up. But before we do that, what's so what's next? I mean, we talked a lot about you know the the Methene project, which just came out and is 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 you know probably you know big on everybody's mind. But like, what's what's uh what should we be looking out for in the in the coming? Well, time. we're going to try to, again, with the post-pandemic kind of re, uh, sort of rescheduling, things starting to fall into blocks and that kind of thing. We want to give the Matheny thing time. You know, we don't want to put uh, put this out right next to it, obviously, but the Bach uh, the Volume 2, oh. uh, that's been in the can for two years, actually. I, I recorded oh, no the way. last note of that two years ago. So, wow. Yeah. And what's yeah. on it? It's uh, 1001, which is uh -huh. the G minor violin sonata, yeah. uh, which I've played that for years. And I've been playing that in solo recitals again recently. Um, you played in G minor? Sorry, 1000. Yeah, the one that's BWV 1001. The, uh, it's the first violin sonata. Yep. You, and you do it Third in G minor? Violin, huh, sorry? You do it in G minor? Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, when do we get to play, play pieces in G minor? Yeah, Come I on. Know. It sounds great on guitar. I, I think oh, yeah. It's yeah, fantastic. Awesome. Uh, and I don't, I do the bar Waco thing basically with it in the sense that I don't, D, I don't, the six strings is still an E. Of course. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I could totally, I could totally understand no, if someone put the, yeah. did their arrangement in G sure, minor sure. with the six string oh, yeah. E, of course. Right, right, right. But um, right. so then there's that. And then uh, 1005, the C major sonata. That's Fantastic. so I learned that for the recording, basically. Okay. I mean, I had taught that for many years, yeah. so it wasn't like I was. It was pretty easy. It was pretty easy to learn, actually. Sure. Um, the um, and then the one thousand six. So the first. So excellent. The third violin partita now then completes what was started with the lute thing. So that all right. the, now that that takes care of all the lute as well. That was right. that was the plan from the beginning. Actually, was that. If I did it, if I ever got around to doing a second volume, the second volume was supposed to be like, oh, we'll record this one, then a few years from now, whatever. And then, it, of course, so like, it was part of the planning. It was, oh, yeah, yeah. That was, was always, just that okay. I never, the career thing got like the game <laughs> got so out of control that I never got around to like, I started getting all these opportunities. Like I said, I got all these opportunities to, to, yeah. to uh, record, not only premiere, but record new pieces like you yeah. know new, uh, new stuff like the Lashnov concerto and 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 a lot of other things like that Which is and fantastic the, by the way the collaborative yeah. projects with Yolanda and Julian and Asher sure. Cortez, like that all that stuff's just kind of like it got kind of got out of control and I wanted to there's only one of you <laughs> you need so, to but it was yourself. a lot of fun it was a lot of fun to, you know playing yeah. those concerts like those are all yeah. really great I thought the, the the concerts and stuff were a lot of fun and 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 just a lot of great music right um so yeah so it's like then play we got we were able to get that play record the solo yeah. record out, and then this we were able to complete uh over the and, course and of, the, i would the, not say the, like the, six the, months the play record is the grammy winner we 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 we, yeah. we can't just pass right off yeah. by that i was you know? uh <laughs> do you, do you carry your grammy nice. around with you everywhere you go just like <laughs> i get that dash your car while you're driving around yeah it's uh, <laughs> mounted to the the dashboard like a, <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, no, it's hanging from the. What oh yeah, from the mirror. Nice. You hang it from the mirror with your uh, with your tree, your pine tree. Uh, right? <laughs> oh my gosh, fantastic! Yeah. That's so yeah, no, Bach's gonna be. We're gonna. I actually this week I'm finishing up my first round of 
edit comments. So we're okay, in the post production. I mean, it's already gone. It's already has like a full edit, and then we just go right, through that right. process a couple times, and and you know, you just pick some photos, spit and polish. Yeah, excellent. That's yeah. that's very cool. So you we, we're not going to put it out. We wouldn't want to put it out right now anyway. It's going to be more like we're we're aiming for September September first actually. Oh, so yeah, excellent. Very cool. Yeah, that's great. And how many? So how how many recordings? How many solo recordings does that make for you? Oh God, uh, I don't know. It's not all that many, actually. I would. Okay, like I said, if I didn't have all the collaborative projects, I would have made a lot more. But it's let's see, Tubac, the play, Heaney, Albanese, Ponce, and the two Naxos. Am I forgetting one? That's nine. It's nine. You said Ponce, yeah, you did. Okay, nine. Yeah. So you nine nine solo projects, and then then all the collaborative stuff. And I can't even keep track of all. And that there's the concerto stuff. stuff. I mean, yeah, there's been a lot of right. new concerto things. So that's right. the, which is you... very very exciting, very cool. I I don't know. I mean, maybe it's maybe it's me like romanticizing the whole thing because I know you. Um, but when I look at the trajectory of your career and and the projects that you've been involved in, it seems to me that that you do a whole lot more chamber music. Um, and collaborative projects and really interesting stuff too than what people generally think of as like a typical classical guitarists. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was just something I always did in college and and I was even, you know, and my my first teacher, Jeremy Sparks would, we play duos and lessons and that would be part of the assignments along with the lesson assignments, along with the solo pieces and Giuliani right hand exercises and scales and this kind of thing. He would, um, and I always, I mean, those were always really fun for me. So I think my ear got attuned early on to playing chamber music and I never really saw of it as any kind. I know it's weird. The culture, like the, the kind of the culture of classical guitar, I think things are changing now, but the culture of classical guitar for a long time was such that if you were playing chamber music, you must not be a great player or something like that. Right, but which is the insane. reality is... That's an insane point of view. Well... Well, and also you and I know that the reality is, is there's a lot of crummy chamber music guitarists and because, <laughs> like, because they're not, because actually chamber music is, uh, is difficult actually yeah. to do well. To do it's it well. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. If you're, if do, you or to do it correctly, I guess I would say. <laughs> yes, correct, yeah. Because it's, it's a lot more, it's a lot more reactive playing. Yeah. And if you use your solo recitalist uh, brain, well, my, my solo recitalist brain doesn't work this way anyway. But you can kind of hear when a player has to have everything just so, and when they yep. play their solo piece, it go, they play it exactly that same way. And it every requires one hundred percent of their attention to yeah. accomplish that, and you can't do that when you're playing. You can't music, do that you with have chamber. To have, you have to have yeah. the feelers out, and yep, and exactly. That's what I call them. I call them the antenna. The, the antenna, yeah. exactly. It's like you can't. Well, and the thing is, you can always tell when when someone's playing chamber music that d- doesn't have the antenna, like they haven't d- d- they're developed. They're playing it. their part, right? Yeah, yeah, they're playing their part, and you know, so so I always again, so for me, it wasn't a, again, it was just it was like a different type of playing. It was just right. a different way of a different way of making music. Just the same way that it's it was enjoyable to do a solo recital. Well, it's also really enjoyable and really different to play chamber music. And also the concerto kind of thing, which is right. very similar to me. I find it more similar to chamber music playing than sure, solo playing. Of course, yeah. Again, the, the, any kind of collaborative thing is yeah. Is like it's that, like you know? it's you're making you're making decisions with, in discussion. You know, yeah. it's not 
It's and playing yeah. with Julian is almost like a quasi jazz kind of thing where you've yeah, got to be yeah. ready for you got to be really ready for anything yeah, with yeah. him. I mean, and he's gonna you know he may be asking you to you know you know take a to you know blow over a chorus or something like yeah. that. And I you know and like if you're if we had played enough gigs, we would get to the point where we would really stretch the sure. the the arrangement out and stuff. And that was you know and he loved it. He loved that. He yeah. loved like I was always like. He's like, don't do that to me tonight or whatever, because I'm not, <laughs> not ready. I'm not ready tonight to do that. Like, I gotta like, you know, I, like I those, those situations where I'd have like a, like he would a gig with him would be in between like two different things on either side, yeah. like two different gigs, like or of my own stuff or my other stuff. I go like, oh yeah, go easy on me tonight because I can't. <laughs> like, I just, like, <laughs> what a hoot. Hey Jason, we are we are out of time, unfortunately. Um, but I really appreciate it, man. I mean, like you giving you, I appreciate it. I know how valuable your time is, and how how many demands other people are making on it. And for you to 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 offer me this this time is is really really very generous of you. And I, I well, it's my pleasure. I, we don't really and so. Carl, I don't. We don't get a lot of whole lot of time so much anymore yeah. these days with uh, yeah. actually just getting chat. older sucks, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Having all these responsibilities is, is the. Uh, I just want to go drink beer. So, um, and 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 if I may plant the seed for you to come back and 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 have another chat with me at some point in time, I would I would absolutely love that. I think I think there are so many things that we could pick brains about. And, oh yeah, um, like know, we always know. used to do, man. That's all we like, used to do is like just sit around and hang and talk about music. It was you know, that. I, love, I think about those days all the time now. You know, when you yeah. get older, you really kind of reminisce. Yeah. We had our we had our nice uh, hang with the with the guys, uh, right? See, honestly, those those things, those kinds of experiences that that was my that was the original idea behind this podcast was you know there, I think about all the times like going out for drinks or dinner or something like that after a concert or at, at conventions or those kinds of things, and just how how much I've learned about just the world in general from those experiences and that's that's what this podcast was supposed to be about so excellent um, yeah no we'll, we'll have to do it again then sometime. excellent well right. good luck with everything and congratulations again on on the Matheny thing and everything I mean like it's it's again I I, I look at uh, the time spent with you when we were both students as 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 much of an education as anything else that uh oh, well, that I did nice. You know, and, and I, and it was, for me, the same. It's like I just learned so much at that at, with from my colleagues and at that school. I mean, at the Cleveland Institute, it was, it was an amazing just, time, wasn't it? Amazing time. Yeah. Yep. So yep. very fortunate to have have been there and and all that stuff. So, all right, man. I really appreciate it. And okay. uh, Thank you. Yep. This is Carl Wolwind of Columbus Classical Guitar. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Guitar on My Knee podcast. For more information and past episodes, please visit columbusclassicalguitar.com or Carl Woolwind Guitarist on Facebook. <laughs>